Welcome, Steve Lisi, Chairman and CEO of Beyond Air. Thanks for having me. Beyond Air is a clinical stage medical device and biopharmaceutical company developing a revolutionary nitric oxide generator and delivery system. What makes your device so revolutionary? So we, uh, we make a medical gas from ambient air. So the wow. air we breathe, we have a system that can just cook it up wherever it is. And this gas is normally made in a big manufacturing facility and packaged in giant cylinders. You know, kind of those things when you were a kid, maybe even younger than us, but uh, you had those, uh, those uh, helium tanks at the carbon yeah. you get the balloons from. It's like those yeah. kinds of tanks. You fill them up in those and you put them in the hospitals and then you could deliver this gas to uh, patients. So we, we eliminate those cylinders. They're gone and they're, they're, they're very cumbersome. There's a lot of problems with them. So the fact that we can just, you know, plug it into any outlet and just press the button and we're off to the races. Wow. That's interesting. That's pretty awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What kind of led you to start Beyond Air? So I didn't, I didn't actually start Beyond Air, um, but I've been doing um, medical um, and, or healthcare investments um, since the mid 90s. And I spent 18 years as an investor. And then the last uh, eight years now, or almost nine, uh, on the on the management side of this business in healthcare. So, um, you know, just throughout my career, I bumped into a lot of different people, and uh, I was looking for the next opportunity. And I met a gentleman who had started Beyond Air. It was it was a different name before this, um, and his goal was to bring nitric oxide, which is the gas that we make, um, to patients to save them from uh, severe lung infections. In the, uh, so this was the goal. Uh, nitric oxide is used at a very low concentration today. And we, his goal was to go high concentration, um, which people thought would be toxic, but it's not. We, we, we use it in such a way it doesn't harm the body. Um, so I met him. Uh, I guess it was uh, fall of 2015. We got, I met him and I really didn't help out until summer of 16. I started to help him with the company. Um, and kind of just went from there. We, uh, we acquired this generator that I was mentioning. Uh, the company didn't have it at first. Um, we were going, again, using cylinder gas. And then once we got together, we said, hey, this generator looks amazing. And the guys who invented it, you know, they, they, they were looking for some help too, right? They're, they're super <laughs> duper scientists, but, you know. Sometimes not the best business. It, it's, it's not, you know, they, everybody's got a role, right? <laughs> My role is not in the laboratory and their role is not uh, out there building an infrastructure. So we, we, we work well together. So that's kind of how it happened. So I, I know the industry well. I, I've been around it for, you know, 25 plus years. And this product, nitric oxide, is an amazing molecule. And when you add the generator to it, it, it was a no-brainer to go after this company and build it. Hmm. You know, it's been a while since I've been working in a hospital unit, but to best explain it to our listeners... Nitric oxide, as you said, is a molecule that plays a role in a lot of biological functions. Mm -hmm. But in the airways, it targets the vascular smooth muscle and causes relaxation, dilating blood vessels, which increase the blood flow to the lungs. And with that, take workload off of the heart. Would you say that that's how it works? Yeah, it's definitely cardiopulmonary. There's no doubt about it. Um, so... Um, the way it's used um, today, it's been on the market for over 20 years. Um, it's called a pulmonary vasodilator. So what you described 
in the relaxation of smooth muscle is, is a vasodilating effect. Okay, so it does allow for easier blood flow. Um, interestingly enough, the mechanism of action of, of the erectile dysfunction drugs, Viagra, Cialis, is a nitric oxide. Yeah. So this, you, you know, Viagra was found as a side effect uh, for a study that Pfizer had done for, for low blood pressure. Um, they, uh, uh, they saw the side effect in, man, in men and said, wow, we got, we got a drug. And they didn't really know exactly how it was working. And it, was, it actually, uh, let's call it activated in, in some way. The receptors to uh, at these receptor sites, uh, and it would it would have one to two parts per million of nitric oxide in these blood vessels, and it would open them up, and there would be more blood flow. Oh. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, they figured that out a couple of years after it was approved. But uh, all of a sudden, you know, nitric oxide at low concentrations, one or two parts per million, is a vasodilator. Um, we use twenty parts per million is wow. roughly the dose in the lungs for the condition that nitric oxide treats today. Um, so it's approved in the US to treat newborn babies. Um, and those babies are born uh, with a condition that uh, their, their ability to take oxygen that they breathe in into their bloodstream is blocked. So use the nitric oxide to open up those blood vessels, the micro vessels in our, in our lungs, and they can take the blood, I mean the oxygen into the blood. Um, it's also used for cardiac surgery patients which I have to say is off-label in the U.S., but not the rest of the world. Wow. And it, it has a little bit of a different effect on these patients who have certain certain uh, types of cardiac surgeries. So again, the cardiopulmonary um, right. um, mix it's, there. It's pretty amazing. That... Yeah, it, every concentration of nitric oxide will do something different in the body. So mm -hmm. 200 parts per million, so tenfold higher than the 20, is used by our bodies to kill any kind of invading pathogen. It's one of many methods the body uses to fight off infection every second of the day. So nitric oxide might be good for something that's going on over here, and then you need some other mechanism to kill some right. pathogen coming in elsewhere. But So you have one or two parts per million for these smaller blood vessels away from the lungs, you need 20 in the lungs, and then you can use 200 to kill bugs. And there's other functions that it has as well. It's uh, It's been called the magic molecule, but I, you know, we'll, we'll see how magic it is in a couple more years when we're done with our studies. Wow. Nice. I, I was just thinking, and you, I think you just said it, Nitric oxide uh, has been around for about 20 years as a form of treatment yep. or, th or a form of therapy, however it's used. What's, what is that? Is it the dosage that's really different in how you're delivering? Uh, that's, that's kind of the game changer? Or is it because I know the FDA has, you know, had, had approved this like 20 years ago within right. a certain, I guess, dosage amount? Yeah, they approved it at 20 parts per million, but the delivery system can go up to 80. So the most you can deliver in nitric oxide is 80 parts per million. So parts per million is just a way of, of saying dose. So we say milligrams, right? Five right. milligrams, 10, 20, 40, 80, whatever. Here we use parts per million because it's a gas. So 20 is the dose, but you can go up to 80 with your delivery system. Um, so our revolutionary, uh, the first thing we're doing that's revolutionary is, is the generator. We don't need these cylinders. These tanks are, are they're a disaster for many yeah. reasons. It's hard <laughs> to store them. There's a lot of, they're, they're considered biohazards. Right. Um, you know, you have to carry them up, up from the storage unit, up to the, to the room, to the ICU. They're, they're, yeah. The respiratory therapist is, is the name of the person in the hospital that uses it. They don't like it. it it's difficult to use. Um, there's a lot of injuries involved for them. Um, now you've got this little tiny box that can generate it from the, the room air. And that's just amazing uh, transition for them. Um, the next thing that we're doing is taking it to higher concentrations. 
So we treat between 150 and 250 parts per million for various lung infections. So viral lung infections, which of course, you know, we're hopefully nearing the end of our pandemic here, but that's a viral lung infection. Um, and there are bacterial lung infections, obviously, which we use a higher concentration for bacteria. It seems that nitric oxide needs a little bit more punch to get rid of the bacteria. Um, and there are different types of bacteria. So we, we can go uh, uh, at different concentrations and for different periods of time so we can kill these things. And what's cool about nitric oxide is it doesn't really care what bug it is, whether it's a virus, bacteria, or a fungi. It doesn't make a difference. Parasite, it doesn't matter. It, it's agnostic to what it's, it's killing. So it will attach itself to um, either DNA or RNA um, and, and prevent replication for the most part. Um, so in the viruses, for sure, prevent replication. But here, it, it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't care. And, and people have asked me, well, you know, if, if it doesn't know what it's attaching itself to and it will kill the cells it attaches to, why doesn't it kill the body? Right. right. So our bodies so. are naturally immune up to 400 parts per million. So we have a process in our body that protects us. If we go above 400, you could have trouble. That, right. that, that where it becomes trouble. We don't need to go that high to kill the bugs. So it, it's... Look, this is nature. We're not making it up, right? The body uses nitric oxide all the time against these 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 bugs. So all we're doing is mimicking what's naturally done. Um, another question I get is, well, you know, it's synthetic uh, nitric oxide, not natural. The body makes it, but now you're giving a synthetic version of it. Well, you know, this is easy for us. We go back to our high school chemistry class. You know, we had the periodic table of the elements, right? <laughs> I was really bad in science. I way. know. I remember that. Hydrogen is hydrogen. Table. Carbon's carbon, yes, you know, that gold, I remember. gold is gold, right? <laughs> so these things are the same. So whether we make it from a lightning strike in nature, which is what creates nitric oxide in nature, um, or it's made with an electric spark of some sort, which is what we do inside of our, our system, um, or the, the body is making it. It is a chemical structure, so it's exactly the same thing. So the body doesn't know the difference between what we call exogenous nitric oxide or endogenous nitric oxide. It has no, it can't tell the difference, which is quite unique in medicine. A lot of times we try to mimic or synthesize something that the body has, a peptide or an enzyme or something, and it's never quite exactly the same. So that's the cool thing about nitric oxide, and our generator makes us the best. And of course, the high concentrations, yeah. we are the first company to go to these high concentrations, so we're kind of in the lead in that arena. Wow, and I, I learned that your device is using a filter system to filter out the byproduct of this reaction, which yeah. would be carbon dioxide. So... When you use this filter, what is the process with that? How does that incorporate into right. so, the device? So nitrogen dioxide, when it's created from ambient air, or even if it's just, you know, wherever there's nitrogen, uh, I'm sorry, wherever there's nitric oxide, it will convert to nitrogen dioxide, okay, in the presence of oxygen, right? So you're taking right. nitric oxide, NO, and you're making NO2 or nitrogen dioxide. That's toxic to us, okay? Right. We breathe it in. A high enough concentration for a long enough period of time, we're dead. This is no good. <laughs> so, That's no good. No. no good. No good. Very, no good. very bad. So when you have the cylinders, you you sequester the nitric oxide in nitrogen. Actually, these big giant tanks they have in the hospitals, yeah. it's ninety nine percent plus nitrogen and a little tiny bit of nitric oxide. So when we create it from the air we breathe, there's obviously oxygen in the in the room in the air. So when we create it, it's an oxygen rich environment. So we make this nitrogen dioxide immediately. So we have a filter. It's you know, very simple filter. Um, I have the same filter media in my fish tank at home, 
right? Huh. So really? yeah, it, wow. it, I've staked nitrates and nitrites out of my tank. By the so. way, you have one of the most <laughs> impressive tanks, fish uh, tanks. Yes, thank you. I've ever seen in a residential <laughs> home. In my, outside of that, it's like you go to those like extravagant like restaurants where there's like wall size uh, aquariums. So it's so, awesome. I mean, so, so that's that's got to be a pretty unique filter, regardless of whether it's in your. Fish yeah, tank or using it in this device. It's a pretty big filter. As you know, I have to <laughs> drill holes in my floor and go into the basement. There's probably filters down there. So. <laughs> um, but we won't talk about that. So, But in any case, the, the filter media that we use for our system is is it's benign. I mean, you use it and people use it in their homes for fish tanks, right? It's the same kind of stuff. The filter is, is, is special in that we have a little chip on the filter. So when you plug it into our system, the system is activated. So our system doesn't work without a filter, right? Okay. So if you can't turn our system on, you have this... Toxic gas going out and killing everybody. Right. So it wow. won't work without the filter. Okay. Okay. Which is another way for us to protect our investment in what we built. So if someone tries to counterfeit our filter, good luck. It won't work with our system. I mean, it's That's not, great. It's yeah. not hard yeah. to get the plastic and the and the, and the yeah. filter media and stuff to put it, but without that chip and all the codes and so forth, and you're, you're the tech people, not me, but you, you can do some pretty cool stuff and try to make it hard for people to to copy that. Um, so we, we have that kind of uh, uh, protection. Um, for our filters uh, with our systems. So again, it doesn't work without the filter. And what's cool about our filter is that we can program the system with it. So for what it's approved for today, the newborn babies and for cardiac surgeries, which is approved outside the US, of course, um, this is a uh, um, uh, continuous treatment. Our filter lasts for 12 hours. Okay. So it takes about five seconds, pop a filter out, pop a new one in. So you don't really break the, the treatment of nitric oxide. Um, and for that system, we don't really program much. It's really just to tell the system there's a filter there so you, it can work. Right. Because uh, medical professionals are there every second, you know, with, with, in the ICU. But for our other systems, one of them, which we are testing at home, people treat themselves with our system in their homes. We're in the middle of a oh, study wow. right now. Um, yeah. So they, they use it at home. Uh, these are patients with a very severe lung infection. Um, it's, it's called NTM. We don't have to go into it, but... NTM is the worst uh, lung infection we know of today. Um, most of the NTM patients I know would, would, would be very happy to try COVID out instead of have this NTM. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. Uh, so patients will treat themselves at home. And our system, again, has been doing very well in the, in the study. We, we put some preliminary data out uh, a month and a half ago. And the cool thing about our filter for them is they don't have to do anything. You get this sitting on, the, on, on your on your desk in your room or in your kitchen or next to your favorite chair you take the filter you pop it in it programs the entire system and you just press play actually wow. it's a play pause wow. button like those old vcrs <laughs> that's what it looks you like you would know that yeah. yes i would know that exactly <laughs> so you press play you breathe and if you have to someone calls you or knocks on your door you hit the pause button you get talk wow. to them you take care of it that's you put amazing. your breathing mask back on you press go again and you're good to go it's so simple and easy um, and patients have been doing it, you know, we've been running this study for about a year in Australia, remotely, of course, because no one can go to Australia. Sure. <laughs> so how do you determine the length of treatment? How do you, is it based on, as you said, that you're treating different disease? Is, yeah. Is because it just seems like, you know, it could be, is it a, a week at home? Is it a month at home? You know, I don't even. It, it's a good question. We don't really know yet. So in the hospital, it's easy. You treat them until they get better. That's right. easy. Right. <laughs> no problem. Right. In the home, we really don't know. I mean, our study right now, we're doing 12 weeks. Again, this is the worst lung yeah. infection we know of. So we're not sure if that's enough time or if, you know, we should do it for that long. But 
maybe just have them do it like once a day for the rest of their lives to keep it away. We, we're not right. even sure about that yet. So we think that we're doing it for 12 weeks. We think it's a good amount. It's a lot, certainly enough to learn from. Um, and we'll know more when the study is done. Uh, but whether it's four, eight, 12, 16, 24 weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out a little bit later. You know, a lot of medications are approved and then three years, five years later, they change their dosing regimen because they're learning more. It, yeah. It's so hard to, to know the answer to that question. I mean, we would need, you know, 15 years and, you know, a billion dollars to answer that question before we came to market. It's just, it's just not practical. I can't imagine the, having to be admitted to the hospital and dealing with that whole stay and the yeah. treatment there. To be in their own home and have that convenience is a game changer. Total game changer. And I'll tell you, the second patient we had in our study in, uh, in Australia uh, asked a question and said, uh, so uh, you said this is portable. We're like, yeah, it's portable. So uh, can I go down to my beach house with it? I said, sure, no problem. You're going to wow. throw it in the car and drive down? Yeah, wow. it's like a three-hour drive. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Just, whatever you want to do. Just, as long as you got an outlet in your beach house, you can plug it in. And the woman says, well, that that's fantastic. And then, of right. course... The engineering, uh, uh, the engineer that was there was like, um, "Where's your beach house? Because if something goes wrong, I got to drive out there." Wait, wait, I'm like, wait. maybe you should stay the wait, night. Wait, 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 stay stay the night. I was going to say, maybe should, maybe you should join him. Exactly, yeah. that's what I said. Hang out at the beach house, but it is portable. It's a small system. We actually have a uh, a custom case for it, and it's the size of a carry-on. Little wow. wheels on it. You throw it on the plane. You can actually travel with it on a plane. So it's a real carry-on lifestyle changer as well. Total for lifestyle change for these that. people. Condition. It's 100%. so interesting because one of my customers actually does deliveries for home health, and a lot of what they do is they deliver those big tanks. So as as you're saying this, I keep thinking to myself like I might might want to call them and tell them to buy smaller vehicles going forward because they've got these you know the, those well they're big, not they're not delivering nitric oxide tanks to houses I'll tell you no that no much. no not they're doing oxygen, oxygen. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 they do a lot of the oxygen oh yeah but it's yeah. just the whole concept of you're you're eliminating a way that a business has been delivering a type of good or service for whatever it's been a hundred years, yeah. you know, 50 years, whatever it is uh, by just literally using what the air that's already in the room, like what's yeah. available. It's cool. So we call it, we call it unlimited supply. Yeah. That's I, what you mean. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I will, like, like you said, I remember lugging tanks around. I mean, they were oxygen tanks, but still heavy. And yeah, just to maneuver with the patients. You might've had some nitric oxide tanks too. You're not that old. <laughs> I, mean, I, I remember coming wait. to visit Erica yeah. in the hospital one at one time, and she ER. was she literally it had like over my a back. tank over her because back. It was like a CrossFit workout. It was exactly what you it really was. And I will tell you yeah. what yeah. you said because to call a res, to call respiratory to wait for respiratory just because I have a low tank or a valve that's stuck or just because orders have changed yep. on a vent, you know, and then finding the room with all the the you know, IV poles and the tanks, and it is cumbersome. And I can just, eliminating all of that is just enormous. Just the time saved. Imagine, since you know this, imagine you have this this newborn or even, you know, a pediatric patient who had cardiac surgery in the ICU, and they need to go get an MRI down the hall. Right, yes. They're, they're on a vent, and they got you know, this... These tanks of nitric the, oxide. The so you're wheeling the bed down. That's you have right. somebody wheeling the vents. You got somebody yeah. wheeling two tanks of nitric oxide with delivery system. It's like, you can't even fit it all in the, in the elevator. What are we right. doing? Right. Now you've got our thing. You can actually just, just throw it on the bed. Wow. So you're good. That's so, unbelievable. Yeah. 
I was just thinking, so, so what are really the main benefits now, if I kind of think of it from your, you know, where, where you started on the investment side, if I'm running a healthcare network and uh, somebody comes in and says, oh, you should use this Beyond Air's lung fit system versus how you're administering um, uh, treatments today using using exactly the same thing. Like what what are really the benefits to that hospital network? Is it just not having the tanks? And, exactly. Oh, I mean, that's the gotcha. main one. There's a few others, but I mean, the, the tank is the big one because the tank eliminates so many things. First of all, I think the, the price per square foot in a hospital is is more expensive than, you know, potentially, you know, midtown Manhattan <laughs> or these days, you right. know, beach in Florida. But, you know, it's uh, it's very expensive real estate in a hospital and you get to take back your storage facility. That's a home run right there. That's number sure. one. Number two, the time you save the respiratory therapists and, you know, in some hospitals, big hospitals, you you, you don't have just four or five of them. You have 50 right. or I mean, 100. Yeah. OK, so. All of a sudden, they might be saving themselves 20, 30, 60 minutes a day. Wow. And they can be used elsewhere. And that's just not, that's HRT is saving that kind of time. And they can be used elsewhere in the hospital. It's safer. We're much safer for nitrogen dioxide, you know, potentially being a harmful gas to someone. Um, So the price is also probably a little better. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> all good things. You know, so there's there's sure. there's ways to save the hospital space, time, and money, and that and that's really the benefit to them. And to be honest with you, in this first indication, the 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 difference to the patient is 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 minimal. I mean, we're, it's nitric oxide, is nitric oxide. Whether it comes from a cylinder or it comes from us, right. the patient is going to get the same benefit from breathing the same concentration of nitric oxide, regardless of the source. So, this is not a real. Uh, game changer for the patient per se, but it's a game changer for the hospital and the medical staff. Um, right. So, it's amazing. An interesting fact is that uh, CDC says one in seven adults have some sort of lung disease, which is pretty insane. So nitric oxide treatment can't come soon enough. This, no, this device. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so as you know, I love everything that has to do with <laughs> IoT or technology. So and and. I'm sure I'm not teaching you and chips. Uh, I'm sure I'm not going to teach you anything you don't already know about your unit, but obviously I looked it up. The filter actually uses an RFID uh, or radio frequency identification device. Uh, Any future plans to integrate other wireless technologies for more long range, like either Bluetooth or something else, so you can get this indicators or data, um, not, not just kind of like at the location, but be able to manage it remotely? Yeah, so in the hospital, that's difficult, as you know, because when you start using wireless communication in the hospital, you can interfere with so many other mm-hmm. pieces of equipment in the hospital. Sure. So I think within the hospital, we might shy away from that um, unless my, my team is, is, is going to laugh at me and say, we could fix that, don't worry. But at this <laughs> point, I think you know we'll take that safer path. But you, you know, in the hospital, they do want to have some remote monitoring, right? You, you, especially if it happens to be a COVID situation, Sure. They don't want to go in the room. They'd rather be on the outside. If they can monitor everything from the other side of the wall, they're very happy. So, yeah, I think there might be something, and it might maybe in the hospital you could just run a, a cable or something to, to, to you know, transfer the screen and what you're seeing to somewhere else. Maybe they can do it wirelessly, but, again, there's a lot inside the hospital. Outside the hospital, it's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, you, know, you can... Your patient at, at their yeah. beach yeah, house the could resource. get a notification exactly. on their iPhone. You know, 100%. I mean, you, could, you, you know, you, you can have... Your phone just when you're when you're doing a treatment, you can right. just have it wirelessly communicating it to your phone and can go straight to your doctor while you're tr- being treated. 
I mean, those are things that will be developed going forward, right? I mean, you want to get it to work first and then add all the bells and whistles later, yeah. right? Sure. And, you know, if you, did, if you did it all first, you'd take another five years before you can help save live <laughs> people's lives, right? So, but those are definitely things that we want to do in, going forward, especially in the home setting. Um, in the hospital, there might be something in the step-down units. In the ICU, I think it's a problem, but in the, in the other parts of the hospital, the step-down unit, maybe there's a little less interference with certain things, so it might be possible. But again, I think we're going to target the home arena for doing all this special tech stuff that you're you're alluding to <laughs> absolutely he well, always would... tries to incorporate tech any this kind is tech. of this device is tech yeah it really is this is all it tech it really is yeah but it, just it is. like the extra he's always looking for like what else i love to monitor everything i can yes. so yes that's that's my plan we we use in our study we use fitbit monitors just to measure people's physical oh, yeah. function in our study so of course the first question they said was oh so it's automatic, right? My Fitbit data goes right into the machine. We're like, oh, we're not there yet. Come on. We're not even on the market yet. We're doing a study. What are you talking about? But yeah, people are like, just jump right to it. Right. So. Anything you expect people to kind of figure out on their own when you're distributing technology, that's certainly something I've learned over the last 30 years or so. Guaranteed, you know, it's it's kind of like somebody calls in for, for a device to one of our customer care teams. And uh, and they go through like, well, I can't get it to work. I can't get it to work. And they always ask the first question, is the device on? <laughs> That's right. And you would be shocked what the percentages oh. of, oh, I'm supposed to turn it on. Yeah. Well, where's the power button? Oh, that's, that's an unbelievable statistic that we still oh see. God. So, yeah, if you're, if you're giving Fitbits to people to uh, to monitor and they put it on and say, well, did you get the data yet? It's like, well, no, you got to <laughs> download the app on your phone and you got to sync it with the Fitbit. And there's all these different things that have to happen before we can actually get any data. We have to train them. We train them. We bring them in. We train them on the Fitbit. We have training <laughs> sessions. Are you kidding? Oh, Fitbit was, thanks you. Yeah. We train them. I was wondering, maybe even with the you know the devices that go home, how, they train have them. to have training, We train them. Right? Oh, we train yeah. them, of course. We have to train them. Like you know, you're saying, they, they don't know. Even when we train them. And then they go home. They forget their training. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, we got a problem. Familiar. Sometimes you can you can fix it on the phone. Other times you actually have to go out to the house and fix it. And you know it is what it is. You know I'm a big you know I'm sure you guys remember growing up whenever something was wrong you just unplug it, count to five, yeah. and plug it back in and hope it worked. Sometimes it worked. Yeah. Still works to this day. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's how we solve most technology problems. Right. Hit the reset button. Yeah. I think I just had my mom, right? I was like, unplug it. And then oh, yeah. plug it back in. Yeah. It was like a cable box issue. Oh yeah. 45 <laughs> seconds is the rule with cable boxes, right? You got 45 seconds. So you did talk about we are still in the midst of a pandemic here. Yeah. Do you do you see uh Beyond Air's lung fit product being used to treat patients that either get a condition, a lung condition as a result of COVID? or have some kind of long-term uh, condition triggered because of COVID? So we have a study um, in Israel treating COVID patients. So we showed some data about six months ago at a conference, small number of patients, 19 patients, but it was very positive data and it was very safe. So we continue to enroll more patients and we have more now since, you know, it, it kind of ebbs and flows, you know, yeah. this no COVID eh, hospitals are packed. And then two months later, there's nobody left. So you kind of get patients when you can. Um, so we can definitely help. Um, that's not our ventilator system, ventilator compatible system. Uh, so the one we're getting approved only goes up to 80 parts per million. Remember I said 80 sure. was the limit. So that one's going to hopefully will be approved very soon and will come to market. That won't be able to go up to 150 parts per million where we believe you need to have an effect on COVID. 
Um, but people are using nitric oxide um, off-label right now to help with COVID because patients will feel better. Um, they'll breathe easier. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there are studies uh, from many years ago where they tried to treat patients with these uh, condition called acute respiratory distress syndrome, which is usually brought on by an infection in the lung, which is mm. COVID can cause as well and people can die. Right. Um, so back then they did these studies. It wasn't COVID, obviously. It was a different virus or, 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 or infection. And most of these studies showed that that low concentration of nitric oxide, it didn't help with death. It didn't change how many people would die. But they felt better. So and they, they felt well, better. Good. Uh, so hopefully, you know, uh, we can help. But I think we really need our ne our second system to go to a higher concentration to really have the effect. But we'll see. Gotcha. It seems this past year and a half um, has made everyone more fluent in words that have never really been used before. <laughs> you know, like terms like pandemic or the FDA. You know, how we hear FDA all all the time, the Food and Drug Administration or EAU. The emergency use authorization. Right. But in reality, I mean, every normal people watching the news, do we really understand this process? It reminds me of how, like, after a few seasons of American Idol, we all think we could judge if someone's, like, too pitchy. <laughs> so there is a process, though, for medicine and medical treatments. And in the U.S., you have to go through this process to make sure things are safe and effective before releasing it, as you said, yeah. to the public. So. Having said that, can you tell us where in the process Beyond Air is with its device? So the first device we call LungFit PH for pulmonary hypertension. Um, that's the broad name of the condition we treat. We treat subsets of it. And uh, we, are, we are pending at the FDA. We, wow. we've, we've been telling people that we expect to launch the product before the end of this year. So that's it's very amazing. exciting. So we're, we're obviously as far along as you can be in the process yeah. uh, at this point. And our other two systems, the one the, that does, you know, goes high concentration in the hospital and the one that does it at home, um, the high concentration one, we were ready to do a, 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 what we call a pivotal study. Um, but then the pandemic hit. We were going to treat in, uh, babies with uh, viral infections called bronchiolitis, RSV mm -hmm. infection. We all hear about that. We all had kids. They all yes. get get that. Yeah. So um, so we, um, we couldn't do a study because of the pandemic. So we started to treat COVID patients. So we hope that next winter so about a year from now next november we'll be able to start a study in uh, what we call acute viral pneumonia patients who are hospitalized so patients doesn't we don't care what the what the virus is whether it's SARS-CoV-2 or, or some other virus we, we don't care so we hope to start a study for that uh next winter since it's seasonal right usually it happens in the winter yeah. except when you have yeah. a pandemic uh and then the other one we're in this study in australia as i mentioned which is uh what we call a pilot study since we're a medical device at FDA, I'm sure you've all heard phase one, phase two, phase three. Right. Oh, That's yeah. for drugs. We're a device. We do okay. a pilot, pivotal. So we're in a pilot study in Australia. And then we believe uh, if the data are positive, we'll start a pivotal study towards the end of uh, um, 2023. So we have to okay. get our data, go to FDA, negotiate with them, get a trial design and go. It takes this stuff takes a long time. Like you said, you know, yeah. it, this, you know, uh, uh a program can take anywhere from five to 12 years from start to wow. approval. Five is super fast. You know, eight to 12 is probably the sweet spot for how long it takes to develop something from scratch. It takes a long time. So no uh, emergency use authorization for devices? Uh, the FDA? There are. There are. Uh, it's, it's called something different, but there is a way to get your uh, devices approved early. Um, so for the first indication, it's already out there, the cylinders. So there's really no emergency to get out there, but, uh, we'll, we'll get on for that one. But the other ones, you know, we have, 
we did try to help with COVID. We, we did uh, talk to uh, the government about accelerating our, our, our product to help. Um, but back then, uh, a year and a half ago, it was all about vaccines. So right, all right. the money that the government gave out went to vaccine companies and not to what we would call therapeutic companies. So uh, we were all left in the dark uh, on our own to go run studies as best we could. So we, we did, but it just, we couldn't move fast enough without government help. So here we are, but we, uh, you know, if there's another pandemic, we're ready. Well, <laughs> it, just, it, so, it seems so crazy now looking back, like, you know, it could have been so useful already. Oh, so, very useful. It, it, right. it, there's data now in COVID patients with nitric oxide, not just from us, but there's a few a few hospitals that tried it, um, and all the data are positive. Wow. All at high Amazing. concentrations, at higher concentrations, all the data are positive. So it's it's frustrating. I mean, it's yeah. not the only therapy out there that has positive data in COVID. There's some other things that, as well. And I talked. I, we commiserate yeah. me and some of the other companies <laughs> commiserate that the government didn't want to help for treatments. They only wanted vaccines. Should have, wow, should have, could have yeah. been a contender if we had a vaccine. Yeah, you <laughs> could, have, could have been a contender. I like that. You you recently also announced the expansion into beyond cancer. Yes. Uh, using nitric oxide in treatments of solid tumors. Yep. Can you talk a little bit more about that and other things you guys are thinking about or working on at Beyond Air? We're going to go beyond everything soon. So just be <laughs> ready for that. that. I yeah. love that. That's amazing. Beyond everything. So um, cancer is interesting. Uh, you know, we talked about going to 250 parts per million and 400 parts per million. Our bodies are immune to nitric oxide's you know, deadly effects. Um, we're using about 50,000 parts per million for cancer. So if it leaks, you're in bad shape. It's, bad. it's, not, it's not good. It's oh, bad stuff. Yeah. If it leaks, you know, you're killing healthy tissue and cells in, like that. I mean, you're, you're not making it. <laughs> so we have a, a, a technique whereby we can control the gas so it doesn't spread and we can treat the tumor and kill it from the inside out. Wow. Um, but it's not, it's not the killing of the tumor that, that makes us special because it's called ablation. So you can ablate tumors in several different ways. Um, so our, our ablation, you know, maybe we could do better than some others. That's fantastic. That's great. But we're not trying to completely eliminate the tumor. We want to kill, let's call it half of it from the inside out, right? So if you have a circle, you just kill the middle 50% and then you leave the other cells out there and that's still this like ball of cancer, but the middle of it dead, okay? Since we're killing it with nitric oxide, and as I said before, nitric oxide is natural in the body and it doesn't know the difference between exogenous or endogenous, all of a sudden, these tumor cells that are killed with nitric oxide, they create what we call an immune response. So your immune system says, well, what's going on over there? Nitric oxide killed something? Let's see what's happening. They go in, into the tumor environment, which is unheard of for the immune system. If you can get in the tumor environment, they would kill it, but they can't. Right. Normally, a solid tumor is protected by what we call a microenvironment. So the immune system goes in there gobbles up the dead cells and learns. That's how our immune system learns, right? When babies, let them eat dirt, right? right. Let the babies eat dirt. You want them to get <laughs> sick, right? You want them, their immune system to learn, right? So here, the immune system can only learn by gobbling up these dead cells. How do they die? How do they get killed? Now it knows nitric oxide is the killer and it understands how to kill. So we, we didn't know that it would have this effect. We took a chance, right? We said, hey, you know, our immunologist said, she said, look, I think this might work. I said, all right, how much money do you need? It was a very small amount. I said, all right, you can try it. So, uh, and then <laughs> wow. she came back and said, here, look, look at the data. I said, go do it again. 
She's like, what? I said, go do it again. I don't believe you. She's going back. She did it again. I go, one more time. She did it again. <laughs> I said, now do it in different cancers because we had one type of tumor. It was a colon cancer type of uh, colon cancer in, in mice. I said, now go do it in some other cancers. She came back with the other cancers. I said, did they all work? She said, no, some of them failed. I said, okay, we got a drug. <laughs> because wow. if it works in everything, I don't believe it. Right. right. So now you've got this ability uh, for us to use nitric oxide to stimulate an immune response. So what does it mean? When the immune system goes in and learns from these dead cancer cells, that particular tumor that you have, whether it's a, a breast cancer or an ovarian cancer or a melanoma or whatever it is, lung cancer, it doesn't matter. But there are different subsets of these cancers, right? There's not one type of lung cancer or one type of breast cancer, right? right. So whatever type you have, your immune system now knows how to kill it. And guess what that means? It can't metastasize. It can't spread. And that's how we all die from solid tumors. Not just the primary tumor usually doesn't kill us. Right. Most of the time, it's the spread into our brain or a bone or lung or liver. We now can prevent that in people. Well, not yet in people, in mice. We can save a lot of mice. But we've proven that we stimulate the immune system. And we've had mice that uh, we actually, our study that was published, we were 11 for 11. Wow. 11 mice. So what we do is we give them cancer, we treat them with this, and then we try to give them more cancer in another part of the body. 11 for 11, we couldn't, didn't, didn't I mean, have cancer. That's it's, amazing. It's, you're, it's you're, incredible. It's yeah. incredible. It really is. And uh, I mean, it, it's an amazing concept. It really is. And people have been looking for something like this for, for years. And it's called the immunotherapy, right? And that's a hot topic. Biotechnology yeah. companies, you know, we call it IO, immuno-oncology and all these things. And there's so many different things we can talk about and techniques and technologies. They're all different technologies, but- this one is, in our opinion, a step above the rest. Um, and we may need some combinations. So some of the ones that are out there could be working combination with us for some difficult tumor types. But this is completely unique. We've never seen anything like this before. And we did it, these 11 mice are, you know, we, we actually had to sacrifice them because the study said after 100 days, Aww. sorry. You know, we, we gotta, we gotta, it's for science, we gotta learn. We gotta dissect them and say, what, what right, happened, yeah, right? right. Um, but you just, it, was, it was just wow. not a drug alone, just nitric oxide, there was no help. It's it's really special, and we have a lot to learn, right? We haven't perfected everything yet, right. but at this point, we we formed a company based on. It, I mean, this right? is amazing, and I can imagine people hearing this that are going through treatment right now would do anything to have something be so less invasive and breaking down their body and everything they go through. By the I way, I forgot imagine. to mention it's it was one five minute treatment. Wow, that's it. No chemo. No trips wow. to the hospital. No trips to the hospital. No you would, you would, you actually, it would be, it would be outpatient. Wow. Go in, they set you up, they do five minutes, tell you to go home. You're done. Half a day, you're out of there. And that triggers your body to learn that's and right. be able to fight Correct. cancer. That's Yeah. Um, that's well, we amazing. have to see in humans because in mice right. it was five minutes. Maybe it's 10 or 15 in humans or maybe, I don't know. Right. We, we haven't right. figured it out yet. We're going to start our human studies early next year. So, um, but yeah, if it looks like it does in mice, yeah. I mean, one treatment. You're in and out that day, and you're now immune to that tumor. So if you get a different type of cancer, you got to come back. But if oh that God. particular cancer can't kill you, it's, it, it's incredible. It's, it's like it's I incredible. can't even, that would be no, life-changing. No, no side effects. Wow. So you guys figured out how to get rid of all the bulky cylinders that nobody likes. Gone. Now you figured out how to trigger the body, or at least in a, in a mouse, yes. to kill uh, cancer yes uh, naturally essentially the Correct. body doing the work themselves that's right and most importantly I saw that you got to ring the closing bell at NASDAQ that's right which I wow. have to ask you what is that like because that's 
pretty un unbelievable to me. It was fantastic. It was <laughs> awesome. It was just surreal, you know, and it was the beginning of the pandemic. Like, you know, Times Square was half empty. Um, it was right. like one of the, it was like one of the biggest updates in NASDAQ history. And then of course the next day was one of the biggest down days ever. So at least we got the update, you know, you it was got great. A good one. It's but good luck. It's good wow. luck. It That's good what luck. they tell me. It was fantastic. That's so you have pretty your, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your ticker symbol up in Times Square. It was really cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, wow. it, it was awesome. So hopefully we'll get to do it again. I think they invite you back when you, when you're, you know, you're. You hit a billion dollar market cap. So oh, wow. I, we'll I see. think that, that it sounds like I you're going to be there so. very soon. Very yeah. soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, it brings us to game time. Uh oh. <laughs> I like games. Right. So with this, I will ask you quick this or that, and you just go with your first choice. Okay. Really fast. I'm just going to uh -oh. shoot them at you. And you say, <laughs> I'm definitely getting luck. in trouble here. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Early bird or night owl? This is night fast. Owl. <laughs> night owl. I'm sorry. Calls or texts? Uh, texts. Read minds or see the future? Read minds. Matthew Barzell or Pat LaFontaine? Ooh, I knew I'd get you <laughs> Pat <this> Barzell. <laughs> we got it on the record. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Beach or mountains? Beach. Day of fishing or day of skiing? Ooh, fishing. My iPhone. wife will hate me for that, by the way. <laughs> iPhone or Android? Oh, Android. Oh. See? Oh. Apple Pay or Venmo? What are those? <laughs> Sounds like cash. The choice is cash. Cash. <laughs> Book or movie? Uh, movie. Show up early or coming in hot? Oh, coming in hot. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Conor McGregor or Michael Chandler? Uh, McGregor? Swim with sharks or run with bulls? I'll tell him run with the bulls. The sharks, I got no chance. I'm dead. A round of golf at Augusta or wine tasting in Napa? Yeah, Augusta. Window seat or aisle seat? Oh, window. Billy Joel or Tom Petty? Billy Joel. Glenn Levitt 18 or McAllen 18? Glenn Levitt. Get even or get over it? Get over it. Stuck in an elevator or stuck on a ski lift? Elevator. Fame and fortune or love and power? Love and power. Oh, that was a good answer. Of course. <laughs> that was great. If you weren't here, it might have been different. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Beyond Air is doing amazing work, and the potential to change the medical treatment is enormous. In the words of one of my sons, I might even say epic. 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 <laughs> well, we're excited to see what... It's in the pipeline. It's amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. I Thank need a you. pair of those glasses, though. <laughs> I'm going to get you one. <laughs> get you a pair. They are cool. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening today. Please continue to listen and subscribe. You could always find us on Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast. You could find us on Instagram at Techie and the Blonde or ask us any questions or suggest topics we should discuss at techieandtheblonde at gmail.com. And our new and exciting website has launched, techieandtheblonde.com. You can find tons of content and pictures, everything discussed on the episodes. Thanks again. Whoa, whoa, whoa.